In today's episode, I am so excited to introduce you guys to my very first guest and my husband, Josh. We have been married for almost eight years, and we are excited to dive into the topic today on how to love your spouse through infertility. I think navigating infertility or trying to conceive as a married couple brings a lot of emotions and ups and downs, especially because of the way that God created marriage. So we're going to share with you three ways that we have intentionally loved each other through this journey and how you can implement those today to start cultivating love for one another and deepen your marriage even through this journey of trying to conceive. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Hey friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone. And here we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey, provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces, and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. Welcome to the Waiting Well Podcast. Here, let's go. We live. Oh my goodness. You guys get a special treat listening into that Aussie accent. You're going to have to emphasize it a little bit more. Mate, how are you? There we go. That's what really sunk the ship. Yeah, we're live. We're so excited to dive in to today's episode with you guys. We're going to be discussing how to love your spouse through infertility. But before we dive into that topic, I wanted to ask Josh what it was like to navigate our infertility journey, our conceiving journey as the husband. It was tough. It was definitely not easy. I think the hardest thing for me was just seeing you go through that time. It was definitely a desert place. and. I think I always believed that I think one of my spiritual gifts is faith. And so I always trusted that, you know, if it happens, it happens. If not, God is still good. And I think it was definitely emotionally harder for you going through that. So I was just always trying to pray through how can I support you through that? And I think that's what really carried us through is we stayed committed to each other. We were on the same team and we figured out how we can be going through this together. And I think I was always trying to be intentional in loving you. And and obviously it's an emotional roller coaster with, you know, especially when you're going through IUI and IVF treatments, you know, there's just a lot going into it. But I always try to be intentional in loving you. And I think the verse that would come to mind was Ephesians 5, 25 and 26, it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. And I think that's one verse that I always try to focus on is 
man, I need to continue to point you back to scripture, point you back to truth. When the enemy was trying to bring division and divide us and speak lies, I was always trying to point you back to the truth, who God says you are, and, you know, wash you with the word and and point you back to God. I think that was huge. I think that was one of the areas that was a little challenging for me was seeing your spiritual gift thriving in this waiting season, because to me, it almost felt like, what's wrong with me that I can't just have faith that God is going to do this very thing? And you were so intentional about not allowing comparison between our faith to come in and not allowing the enemy to rob how God had created me. So I think that was like huge, just seeing your gift come to life and kind of act as like a life raft for us during that journey was so powerful. Yeah, I think it's cool that we are a team. You know, I think we go through different seasons in life together like that. And as a couple, I think it's important to always know that we are a team. You know, there's going to be some seasons that you're carrying me, some seasons that I'm carrying you. And, you know, we got to know that we're for each other and moving forward together. Yeah, I love it. And that honestly just like brings us to the three ways that we can truly be intentional in loving each other. And I think three ways that we were intentional in loving each other that we actually applied as we went through this journey. And the first thing is implementing our team meetings. I don't know if you want to break down what a team meeting is for them. I think that would be super valuable. But we were really intentional with our team meetings. And I think this is a great place to start if you're currently in a relationship with your spouse that does not have a lot of communication about this topic of conceiving. And it's more of just like touching base here and there, but not open, vulnerable, honest communication of like where you're truly at individually and together. I think that's really important. So why don't you break down what the team meeting is? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's tough in life. We can let our schedules and our days get ahead of us. But I think when we schedule out time in our weeks with each other, I think it's just so important. And we saw that blessing of devoting time to one another and just listening to each other. And so really the team meeting was pretty simple. We just had bullet points. We had different questions. One of them was, how was your week? What did God teach you this week? What were your praises? What do you have to thank God for this week? What were some of the hard things this week? What are some prayer requests? And then we would walk through our financial goals and our budget and looking ahead. And then we talked about our schedules and aligned our calendars But I think ultimately it just had us on the same page. And I think that is key, especially when you're walking through a season like infertility or trying to conceive. I think it's so important for couples to stay on the same team. And so I think this first point, implementing team meetings is is a good one. Yeah, we did those weekly and the communication, it just opened up weekly consistent pulse checks how are you this week? What's going on this week? And the questions honestly were just such a great guideline for us so that if we were coming into the week just rocked by what was going on, we had a starting point to open that door for communication. Yeah, we scheduled in a date night each week and we talked about our goals for the week, things to do. We talked about our social calendar, who we can be praying for and all those things we would 
take notes each week. And then it was actually really encouraging looking back mm-hmm. every week on, you know, answered prayer. And even now looking back at meetings that we had a year ago, a couple of years ago, and, and seeing what God did and where we were at, uh, it's pretty encouraging. Yeah, I think the writing down of our prayers and praises was so pivotal to keeping us on track and growing in our faith as a couple because it wasn't just, gosh, why aren't we conceiving? Struggle, struggle, struggle. It was like we were looking in our life for ways and things to praise God for because we were searching for that since that was one of the things on our team meeting schedule it caused us to spend some of our week together praising God. And that was honestly powerful when you're in a season where you feel like all you're doing is asking Him for something. Yeah, yeah. We we always have things to thank and praise God for, right? And so I think when you are in a desert place, when you're going through a tough time, again, God's powers make perfect in weakness. And I think that when we can look into what God is teaching us, I think that's one thing that I've always tried to be mindful of is even in seasons of waiting, how can we be intentionally waiting, actively waiting? How can we be growing through this season, even though it can kind of feel like we're in a time of limbo, just waiting for a baby, you know, waiting to get pregnant? What is God teaching us now? And how can we be growing through that? And so, It was really cool just in our meetings to talk through the ways that God was speaking to us and then sharpening our faith off one another as well. The second thing that we were intentional about loving each other through was this cute little brown notebook that I think I purchased originally and decided we're going to write each other notes back and forth and we're going to leave this where the other person will find it. So for example, like I wrote Josh a note the other day and I stuck it in his shorts drawer where he would for sure see it. And then he's done it before. And (laughs) remember that one time when you like- You wouldn't see it for like a week. (laughs) I'm like, so have you seen anything recently? (laughs) He like kept putting it in my way and I kept moving it because I thought that it was just like sitting there and needed to be put back. I didn't even think, oh, he wrote me a note. (laughs) Yeah, but it was just a notebook of letters to each other. I think, at least for us, we don't spend enough time just speaking directly to the heart of just what we love about each other or what's on our heart. And so I think it is just a unique way to be intentional and speaking life into each other and walking through seasons together and having the spouse speak into your life is pretty special, especially when you're going through a tough time. Yeah. I think if your spouse, like for example, Josh, one of your love languages is words of affirmation. For me, I love to write. So this is a great opportunity for me to speak life into him to slow down in life and honestly just reflect on ways that I am thankful for him. There was a sermon I listened to years ago. I think we might've listened to it together, or maybe you told me about it, but it was about this pastor and how he was talking Throughout your day, you can either cultivate feeling tender feelings of love towards your spouse, or you can grow resentment. And it's found in like tiny little thoughts that we can choose throughout our day. So cultivating thoughts of gratitude, like, wow, I really appreciated when he did this. And you're thinking about that in your day. And it's growing those tender feelings while you're away from each other at work or whatever. Or the opposite could be true, right? Where you are, gosh, they didn't put their dishes away. And you're just like, 
fixated on maybe some things that didn't go so well. And now you're cultivating those feelings of resentment, bitterness, whatever. So on a journey that's already extremely emotionally high, it's important to avoid small little things that we can. We can control cultivating feelings of love and gentleness and patience towards each other by simply what we're choosing to think on throughout the day. Yeah. And I think it was really cool as well. At the end of each of our meetings, we pray together. And I think that's just another huge key in unity is bringing it back to the Lord, you know, because ultimately God is in control. It is in his timing and something special happens when you pray together as a couple. And I think this is just another time to just spend intentional prayer time together. It just creates so much unity when you actively pursuing God together. The Lord blesses that. So I think that's cool. Our third and final way that we're sharing with you today is building community. We are not meant to walk this life alone. And this is something that we saw the negative effects on by the end of our journey overseas. We spent the first, was it six years overseas? Yeah, six years. Six years of our marriage overseas. And at the end, when we eventually moved home to pursue ministry for Josh, I was technically clinically diagnosed with depression. We went into the doctor, they asked a series of questions, blah, blah, blah. We walked out and he was like, I would like to give you some medication. And I said, hard no, I am absolutely not getting on medication because I knew deep down it wasn't a chemical imbalance. It was simply a lack of community that I had been suffering on this path for so long in isolation with just Josh and I that I was honestly just in need of people in my life. Yeah. And I think we always tried to be intentional wherever we went to find community, but obviously some countries were harder than others with just the language barrier, but we definitely prayed for community during those years that we would, you know, wherever we settled down, that God would bless us with a solid church community. And so that was always on our heart. I think this spoke to that huge need that we saw during this season that God created us for community. And so looking back, like you said, I think when we can be planted in the church, in a community that will love you and pray for you and be there for you to pick you up when you're down, I mean, that is huge. God created us for that reason, to encourage people and celebrate the wins and be there in the losses. And so I think when we're not around people to walk through life like that, we really forfeit grace that could be ours. Yeah, it's interesting to look back because we did do two IUIs while we were, quote unquote, living overseas. And then we did not pursue IVF at all while we were overseas. Neither of us felt a release to do that. Yeah, it was really hard because we tried in the off seasons when we would come back to the States, we would try to get in, you know, a round or two of IUI and then it would be back overseas again. And that was really hard because it just felt so, I don't know, just a start, lot of pressure. Start, stop, start, stop. Yeah, and we had to get it in and then we had to, you know, just the timing of it. And so that was always really hard too. But that difference, I don't know if you felt it, but when we had moved to Hawaii, we got planted obviously in our church, Hope Chapel, and we got involved in a what we call ohana groups here on the islands, but it's essentially a life group, a small group. 
and it was three other couples and they were the rock for us as we walked through IVF. And that's essentially what we did on our path to having our daughter Highland. And I will never forget, like even the day that we were waiting to get the results, like there were so many little deposits that they left, you know, coffee on our doorstep or flowers on our doorstep or little cookies or treats or whatever it was, various things, just acts of service, acts of love that only a community can do to just rally around you during a tough time that we did not have when we did various things while living overseas. Yeah. So that was definitely answered prayer. Now being in an amazing community, God really did answer that prayer. So I would encourage you know, those of you who are listening that don't have community, pray for that. Ask God. I think that is God's heart and his desire for us to be in community. And so if that's something that you need, then yeah, we encourage you to pray for that. I would also add to that. It's about seeking it as much as it is praying for it. Josh was very intentional with this because if it were up to me, I would just stay holed up in my house (laughs) as a recluse because obviously like going through really difficult times, you don't want to go to baby showers. It's just difficult to navigate life when you might be dealing with a very unseen, but publicly, like if people don't know that you're trying to conceive and that it's been hard for you, they don't know what they don't know, right? So like there's a whole element of people wanting to just withdraw from community because of what you're currently walking through. I feel like I fall more on that side of things, whereas Josh was pro, like we need to get involved. Yeah, wherever we went, like I remember I would go and Google and Google search English speaking missionaries in Spain or anywhere we could connect with other people that spoke English and love the Lord. We wanted to be a part of community. And I think that's, again, there is a temptation in the waiting to just be in limbo and that we'll just say that when we come through this trial, that we're going to come up for it. But I think that really is a lie from the enemy. You know, the enemy wants us to be stagnant and to not be used by God. And And to be isolated. Yeah, there's so much that God wants to do in this time to teach us. And he wants to use us even in the desert place. And so I think just pressing into that and, you know, what does God want to do in this time? Yeah. my I mean, my point with that whole thing of community was honestly just that Josh pushed me outside of my comfort zone because he knew how vital it was for us to be in community. And if left to my own devices, I would have just stayed home. But I knew that I needed to be out there. So if you are struggling for that, Josh mentioned praying for it, but I want to take that a step further and say, go out and find it. Go pursue it. People aren't just going to come knocking on your door. You have to go to church. You have to get involved. You have to start serving. Find ways that you can start opening your heart and opening up your life to finding and discovering the community that will be there through the ups and the downs. It's going to be the ones that pick you up, right? Yeah. So I think it's even amazing now, just looking back that God is using us now to speak to you. And so I think it's really cool that there's no telling what God can do with your story, that if we're intentional to lean into what he is doing in our lives now, even during the hard times, God uses every single part of our lives, every season, every step. And so that's encouraging to know that nothing's wasted in in God's kingdom. So good. Well, we hope you guys found something 
tangible to cling on to and to implement today to take those steps to be intentional about loving your spouse. At the end of the day, it comes down to implementing the team meetings, having a notebook. It's just any lined notebook to write each other notes and just words of affirmation and acts of service in that capacity. And then getting involved with community and being intentional where other people are pouring into as a married couple. All of that to say, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me on here. I absolutely love sharing his biblical wisdom because he has been such a, honestly, a literal well in my life of sharing scripture and sharing truth with me in my darkest moments. So it's such a joy to be able to share that with you guys, share him with you guys through this. But I do want to challenge you guys, if you felt like this episode spoke to you and you are just listening to it individually, I would challenge you to screenshot this, copy the address link and send it to your spouse and say, let's talk about this tonight. Let's find a way to dig into our marriage, grow through this season. Here are three tangible ways. Which one are we going to pick and pick one thing to start implementing this week and then come back in a week and write a review on Apple Podcasts and tell us what changed in your marriage over the past week. We would absolutely love to read those and hear that reflection. Send us an email in whatever way to get a hold of us and let us know what's going on. We'd love to be just praying and partnering with you in that. But thank you again, you guys, for listening, and we will see you next time on the Waiting Well Podcast. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.